0: Today we're continuing our sermon series where we look at questions that Jesus asked during his ministry and and thinking about the questions that we ask and also use those questions to find answers for our faith. And today we're looking at another question from the Gospel of John. I'll be reading from John chapter 13, verses 31 through 38. Before I read that, I invite you to bow your heads and join me in prayer. Gracious and loving God, we come to you now with open hearts, hopeful to hear your word. We pray by the grace of your spirit that the words we hear and the thoughts of our hearts will lead us to your will. For all of us as your church and for each of us as your children. Dear God, we love you. We thank you for your love. Amen. So again, John chapter 13, beginning with verse 31. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so I now say to you, Where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. And Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus answered, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow afterward. And Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. And Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me? Very truly, I tell you, before the cock crows, you will have denied me three times. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. It's Palm Sunday. It's the beginning of Holy Week, but it's unlike any other holy week that we've ever experienced. Uh, where we normally would be celebrating here together on Palm Sunday, we're having to be a part uh, on this holy day. I can remember Palm Sundays of the past where we celebrated together in lots of incredible ways. I, I remember serving at a church in downtown Atlanta, Central Presbyterian Church, and every year they had this incredible uh, tradition of, of a Palm Sunday parade that they shared with all my downtown churches. They would gathered there together at the courtyard of Central Presbyterian Church, the Methodists and the Catholics and the Presbyterians all together, and then they would march out into the street singing, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, and they would sing that song all the way around the block, all the way around the corner. And as they walked, there were homeless neighbors who lived there, and they would join in the parade because they just wanted to celebrate together with us. And then as we passed by the Methodist Church, the Methodists who were in the crowd would, would follow. Into their sanctuary, and they would continue to worship. But we would march on around the corner up to the Catholic church, the the shrine of the Immaculate Conception. And once we got there, the the Presbyterian minister and the Catholic minister would shake hands, and then they would all the Catholics would walk into their sanctuary and continue to worship God. But we Presbyterians would would march on around the corner and finally come into our own sanctuary and celebrate God there together. It was an, an incredible celebration, an opportunity for us to tear down some walls and and just celebrate god together as one church family of course that parade has been canceled this year lots of other parades around the country have been canceled because we're trying to keep each other safe and it's it's difficult for us it's difficult for me because times like this are times when we're supposed to be together And maybe that's what was going on with Peter uh, in our passage this morning. Because there are important times in our lives when we just know we want to be with each other, celebrate with each other, even support each other. And maybe that's what Peter was thinking when he answered Jesus' question that I just read a few minutes ago. That story is a story we read often. It's the story of Maundy Thursday, the story of the Passover, where Jesus and his disciples have gathered together in that upper room, and they're celebrating together. And in John's version of that story, Jesus then gets down on the floor and washes the disciples' feet, and he shows them the true meaning of service and, and humility. And then after he does that incredible Act of service, he gives them that new commandment that you should love one another the way Jesus loves us. But then, after he tells them that, he tells them that bad news that he's going away, that he's going to suffer, that he's going to die, and where he's going, they cannot follow. That's when Peter protests. He jumps up. Peter, the the star pupil from last week, he jumps up and says, No, 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 I'll go with you anywhere. Wherever you go, I want to follow, even to my death. And that's when Jesus looks at him and says, will you really follow me? Will you really lay down your life? Because see, Jesus knows that in just a few days, in just a few hours, in fact, Peter is going to deny even knowing Jesus. Now we often give Peter a hard time for that because after all, that's what we're called to do is pledge our allegiance to Jesus, to, to tell Jesus we love Him and to show that faith everywhere at all times wherever we go. But I would say that it's actually a pretty natural thing Uh, when we're out there in the world and we're facing dangers and we're facing struggles, maybe dangers like we're facing now, to turn inward, to try to protect ourselves, even if it means at times giving up on our faith. I told you this story a long time ago. It was one that was told to me by my minister when I was growing up. It's a story of a great king who lived and ruled over his land. And lots of different people came and and loved the king, but many people actually just feared him rather than loved him. Well, one day the king got very sick. And it turned out his heart was deteriorating. And so all the people from the country gathered there in the courtyard of the palace to to pray for the king and pray for his health. Finally, as they were sitting there praying, a a magistrate came out on the balcony overlooking the courtyard, overlooking the square of the palace. And he looked out amongst all the people and he reported to them that the, the king's heart was failing and that for the king to continue to live a great act of personal sacrifice would be required. That someone, if they were willing to give their heart and give their life then the king would live and almost immediately all the people in the square began to jump up and shout choose me choose me choose me each of them wanting to sacrifice their own life for their beloved king finally the magistrate held up his hands and said since all of you have spoken we will let god choose and he reached into his pocket and he held out a feather And he said, let the one upon whom this feather falls be the chosen one. And in that moment, he took the feather and dropped it from the balcony and let it fall all the way into the courtyard below. And there, amongst a sea of upturned faces, could be heard the sound You see, when we're in a crowded sanctuary like this, it's easy to yell, choose me, choose me. It's easy to tell Jesus, I'll follow you anywhere, even to my death. But when it starts to get personal, when we're out there on our own, well, it starts to get personal. And we want to protect ourselves. It's only natural, the way Peter answered. And yet, that's what Jesus calls us to do, is to follow Jesus and lay down our lives. Now, I do want to tell you, I have been inspired by people all throughout this difficult season that we've been in, people who time and time again have made sacrifices again and again to protect the people around them. Some people have quite literally laid down their lives. I've seen stories of doctors and nurses who have been going into hospitals and had, sacrificing time with their family because they don't want to infect their family with the virus. And they've been spending hours and hours on end putting themselves in danger. We've seen people come out of retirement to be doctors and nurses again and help those people in need. We've seen employers who've given up their own paychecks to pay their employees. And we've even seen people just give up their basic freedoms, staying home and doing what people ask in order to protect those people around them who are vulnerable during this time. We've seen those kind of sacrifices, and those kind of sacrifices have been inspiring to me. But I worry what's going to happen when all this is over. I worry what's going to happen when this virus is finally behind us, and one day it will be behind us. And I worry how I'll answer that question then, that question that Jesus asks, will you lay down your life for me? Will you love others the way I have loved you? I worry what my answer will be then. Will I go right back to the way I used to live and answer the way Peter did and say, oh yeah, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll lay down my life for you, but, but when it really matters, I'll pretend like I don't even know Jesus. Will we go back to just... Hating our enemies once again? Will we go back to to the hungry versus the well fed? Will we go back to the voiceless versus the, the, the people who won't listen? Will we just go back to the bigotry and the hatred and the just conflict that we've been in for so long? It's a natural thing for us to do. But when that time comes, I hope we'll think back to this time. Not just this time where we've been inspired by each other's sacrifices but this time of Holy Week. And we'll remember once again the true meaning of the story. Because this story of Holy Week is is not a story about Peter's faithfulness. In fact, it really is not about Peter at all. The story is about Jesus' faithfulness even when we're not faithful. It's not a story about God's faithful disciples. It's a story about God's faithful forgiveness. And how our lives, whether we do the right thing or whether we do the wrong thing, still depend on God's faithfulness most of all. I told you this story years ago, it's a it's a book that was written back in 1966, it's called Silence, it was written by a man who was writing about Christian missionaries who were going to Japan during the 17th century, and of course, Christianity was outlawed in Japan at that time, and so missionaries were going again and again to try to spread the good news of the gospel, and they were being arrested, and they were being tortured for their faith. And every now and then, just to test people, the authorities would go around to people, and they would, hold out little Christian symbols. Maybe Christian symbols like this one. And they would say, in order to prove that you're not a Christian, you have to step on this symbol. They would put the symbol on the ground and demand that people trample on it and stomp on it. And just to protect themselves, many Christians would do just that. They would stand and stomp and and crack all these little Christian symbols to prove that they didn't believe in Jesus. There was another missionary, a Jesuit missionary named Sebastian Rodriguez, and he wanted to go to Japan and stand in solidarity with his brothers who were over there acting as missionaries and trying to spread the gospel. But soon after he got there, he got captured, and he was taken to jail, and he was tortured. And he was praying every night that God would come and deliver him, that God would come and and save him. But time and time again, he faced that same pain and that same fear and that same suffering. Finally, one day, they held out a little Christian symbol to him like this, and they demanded that he step on it, that he would trample on it. And he, he prayed to God and asked God for help. And in those moments, he heard an incredible voice of the Holy Spirit that said, It's okay. Step on me. Trample on me. That's why I'm here. That's what I came to do so many years ago when I carried the cross. And I promise... I will forgive you. So in those moments, Sebastian Rodriguez knew what grace was all about. It was not about his faithfulness, but it was about God's faithfulness. During this difficult time, as you're living out in the world, thinking about ways that you have to make sacrifices, I hope we will remember the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made for us. But even more so, in those years to come, when this is all a distant memory, I hope we'll think back to this time and we'll think back to this cross and we'll remember God's faithfulness to us. And hopefully then, we'll be inspired. We'll be inspired to answer that question truthfully and faithfully. Will you lay down your life for me? Will you love your neighbor as I've loved you? With all my heart, God, I will try. Let that be our hope this day and every day. To the glory of God. Amen.